Hello, heathens. Come, sit by the fire. It's getting colder by the day, and the air smells like winter here in Germany. I hope you're all doing fine. The last few weeks were a bit rough on me, but I managed, and I'm sure you will manage with everything that life will, will throw in front of you. Today we are going to talk about a goddess with a lot of names and a lot of aspects. This goose chase could lead us to the possibility that there was at one point in history a mother goddess in Central Europe that combines all these aspects we're going to talk about and maybe could have an environmental conscious message for us today. So let's talk about that, shall we? I wanted to talk about you, about this rabbit hole that I've fallen into lately after someone, so after, after our Halloween ritual. I really needed to force me to stop researching about that topic because it went so deep and so far for way too long. And after the ritual, I traveled to my happy place. It's a small village in southeast Germany called Bechtesgaden. And I've visited this place at least a dozen times in my life because it's just plain out beautiful. A lot of tourists, good food, good beer, and a lot of mountains to climb, and a lot of nature to experience. So I just full-on German experience, and I highly recommend this place. Sometimes it feels like the time works different in this place, like the clock just stopped working 50 years ago. And it always feels like one piece of my soul always resides there, and every time I visit this place again, I can reconnect to this piece and gain clearance, and it just makes me feel better and healthier and more sporty or whatever. And I could talk about Bechtesgaden for hours on end, but I give you a short recap about why this place is so magical and mythical as well. So there are a lot of legends and folklore about this place and the lands that surround Bechtesgaden. And what's very interesting is that the generation of my parents and their parents visited this place at least once in their lifetime. And one of my companions that traveled with me to Bechtesgaden was Thomas. It was his first time. And because it was his first time, we showed him all of our favorite places and favorite restaurants and beers as well. And we really enjoyed ourselves and he enjoyed himself. We stayed for four days and we really gave him a grand tour. Afterwards, he visited his parents and of course they talked about where he was coming from and he told them about Bechtesgaden and how great it was and his mother just started laughing and pulled out uh, the family photo album and in there were tons of pictures of his grandparents and his parents walking the same routes we took, visiting the same places we visited and Thomas was just dumb, dumbfounded, totally dumbfounded because he didn't know that his grandparents and his, even his parents when they were uh, young visited Bechtesgaden as well. And yeah, so that's just a funny side note. And again, a sign that conscious uh, coincidence is just a man-made theory. Let's get back to the topic, shall we? So there are a lot of famous mountains all around it, Bechtesgaden, but the most mysterious one is the Untersberg, the Undermountain which I told you about in one of my previous episodes. This mountain is just full-on crazy with legends and myths. For example, stories are told that an old emperor resides in the mountains and when the time is the most dearest, he will break out of the mountain with his army on his side and he will save the world, of course. Or that giants once resided on the south side of the mountain and they were always watching the sunrise from the mountain peak and afterwards they made haste down to the valley so they wouldn't turn into stone. 
because everybody knows when sunlight hits a giant, he will turn into stone. Another thing, and this is actually true, is that the Dalai Lama, the leader of one part of the Buddhist religion, actually called the mountain the heart chakra of the world, which is, I think, a bit far-fetched, but it has definitely some kind of energy pulsating from it. Even the largest cave system in all of Europe is actually located in this mountain. It's the Riesendinghöhle, so the giant thing cave, which reaches about 14 kilom kilometers into the mountain, but it must be way bigger because they haven't reached the end of it yet. Another fact is that a historical figure, a very infamous historical figure, had his summer residence, residence in Berchtesgaden as well. I'm talking about Hitler here. He had his summer residence on the top of the Obersalzberg, so the Oversalt Mountain, when I translate it word by word. And this, this mountain, the Obersalzberg, looks directly to the Untersberg. And there are many more stories to tell, I'm sure... I will make an episode out of it one day or another. But for now, I wanted to talk about the name because when, when I visited Berchtesgaden like a month ago, I, I recognized something. So Berchtesgaden is in Bavaria and it's the last bit of German country on the southeast side. In Bavaria, the people often speak with a dialect some say even the hard dialect, and it's quite difficult to understand, especially for non-native speakers of German, and especially if the Bavarian you're talking to had a few beers too much. And oftentimes Bavarian Germans, or in Bavarian German, the hard pronunciation of letters is slurred. Like for example, the P and the T. So P would be pronounced like a B, and T would would be pronounced like a D. I hope that was understandable. And if you pronounce Berchtesgaden with general German, so with P and T, it will lead us to Berchtesgarten. So the garden of Perchta. Perchtesgarten. Garten is garden in German. And Perchta is actually the name of something. And that leads us to the question, who is Perchta? Perchta is one of the names of a female entity or goddess, which has a lot of names and a lot of aspects to her. So let's start with the first name we have just now discovered. Her name may mean the bright one from Old High German, Berat, Beret, or from Proto-Germanic, Bertas. She's well known in southern parts of Germany and is an entity or goddess that is heavily intertwined with the winter, the home and motherhood. I'm sure a lot of you know about the Krampus and the Krampus is actually very similar to the Perchta in one of her forms. And the, like the Krampus marches, there are also Perchta marches in some parts of the German Alps and South Germany too. Get rid of the winter. And in these Perchta marches, there are always two kinds of her. The first one is the Schönperchten or Prachtperchten, means the beauty Perchten or the beautiful Perchten. They always wear white fur and wearing belts and have a re really angelic appearance to them. And they always walk in front of the march. But right behind them, or at the end of the march, 
Um, they bring the much darker Shirach Perchten. Shirach means ugly or disgusting in Bavarian German. They were hand-carved woods, very rough looking, and of they often resemble demons and witches or devils. And they also were heavy chains and fur and have a very wild demeanor to them. And this duality of the Perchter is very interesting because it has a straight connection to a Nordic goddess, which I will talk about later. This duality is reinforced with the stories that are told about the Perchter. She punishes the laziness and rewards the hardworking. The punishment can range from a simple nightmare to her slitting, slitting bellies and filling them with stones and drowning you in the well. German folklore, in a nutshell for you. And the Pechter's breath can also kill or blind. But conversely, she rewards diligence and helpfulness. In addition to full bobbins, golden threads and bundles of flax for spinners, she also gives away golden coins that maidservants find in buckets, mainly at wells. She's also said to be responsible for the growth of grain. In her human form, she can appear as an old lady with a crow's foot and it's often said that she has a beak-like nose and always has her sturdy hatchet with her, made from cast iron. So in her human form, she's still a bit of um, frightening, a frightening appearance. <laughs> And let's continue our, our, our journey, because another name for the Perchter, especially in central Germany, is Frau Holle. And I think in English it would be translated to Mother Hulda. And this connection between Frau Holle and Perchter was already made by Jacob Grimm, one of the brother Grimm, that basically wrote all Disney fairy tales. And Jacob Grimm derives Holle, so the name of her, from Old German, from Holt or Hult, which will be translated in English to meek or sweet. And one of her name variants is Holda, or again Hulda, like in English. And the origin of this means that she is the favored one, the goddess who is fond of her creation, the friendly, the mild, the gracious, or just the female goddess. And his assumption from Jacob Grimm, was underlined by various scientists in the recent years. So there is a connection between these two entities. So then, who is Frau Holle or Mother Hulda? A clue lies, of course, in her name, because there is a similarity in name to Holda. Holda is the mother goddess from German mythology. The name Holda, also Holla or Hohe in Grimm's fairy tales, means the radiant one or the glimmering one. Holda was worshipped as a domestic goddess all around, wait, all around Central Europe, and offerings were made to her like the elder bush, which could have his name from her in German. It's called Holunda, so the first syllable is again the same as for Holle. Another interesting fact is that fairies here in Germany are often called Hollen. So, again, beings that are associated with Frau Holle. And to top it all off, in Scandinavia, nature spirits, like fairies again, are often called Huldra. 
Again, a direct link to Hulda or again Frau Holle. Of course, the image of Frau Holle changed in the years of Christianization. And maybe even the German word for hell comes from her. Because in German, hell is called Hölle. So Holle just with two dots on the O. So the O changes to Ö, O-Ö, uh, O-Ö. Uh, when it gets two points in German, it's a bit strange. And but it could also derive from the word for cave, which is Höhle. Again, very similar. So there seems to be a connection between Höhle, Höhle, of course, because hell is always like deep down, deep down in the cave. And Frau Holle also resides in some kind of downward realm. I will talk about it later. And something alike with this hell thing it happened with a nordic goddess called hel so hell with one l she is the goddess of the realm of death but we were talking about Frohle. as a, so i'm sorry i just as i skipped the script um so there is a, a, a nordic goddess called hell and her name is actually one of the origins for the english word for your hell for hell And it's interesting that these female goddesses both have names that are very close to the yeah to the to the word Hölle or hell. And yeah, let's let's go back to Frau Holle. We're not talking about Nordic goddesses for now. Let us recap the most famous fairy tale where Frau Holle is is actually named. And the fairy tale is called Goldmarie, and it goes a bit like this. A widow had two daughters, and one of them was adopted. The biological daughter was lazy and always misbehaving, but the widow loved her more and gave her all kind of merits. The adopted daughter, on the other hand, always had to work hard and always needed to be well behaved. One day she was washing the spindle of her mother at the well, and of course she slipped and fell into it. Afterwards she woke up in a totally different world. In this world trees could talk and the nature would interact with her and always was demanding of her to help them and to do tasks for them. And so she did. At the end of her first day in the strange new world, she came to a house and met an old woman there. The name of the woman was Mother Hulda or Frau Holle. She told her that she could stay and she would take good care of her as long as she would be willing to help her in the house and would help her make the beds every morning and help her to bake bread. A, all a lot of and a lot of other household merits. She stayed with wait, she stayed with the old woman for a long period and helped all around the house. But she noticed that every time this woman would shake the blankets herself or would make the beds herself, it would snow. Another strange aspect of this old lovely lady was that she had very long teeth, but that didn't scare the girl at least uh, whatsoever. <clears throat> And after a time, the girl became homesick and she wanted to go back home. And Frau Holle helped her to get back to her family. She led the girl to a great gate that would lead her to her world. And as she walked through the gate, a golden rain come down onto her. She was literally covered in gold and had the blessing of Frau Holle for all her hard work and the great help she was in the house. I need to take a sip. Mm. Afterwards, she walked home with all the gold and knocked on her mother's door. The mother was very envious about what she saw and told her 
biological daughter that she too should visit Frau Holle so, the, so that she would be covered in gold as well. The mother pushed her daughter into the well, as you do in a German fairy tale, and she also came into the world and into the realm of Frau Holle. But the daughter was lazy there as well and she wasn't behaving at all. She didn't help the nature, she didn't help Frau Holle in her house, she gave her but Frau Holle gave her a lot of chances to be useful in the house, but the girl was not motivated to do anything. After a time the daughter became homesick as well and Frau Holle accompanied her to the gate and when she stepped through the gate, not gold was pouring down on her, it was black pitch. This short fairy tale shows us that Frau Holle, like Perchter, revolt, revolt, revolts, Jesus, I'm so German, revolt, <laughs> revolt, re, revolt, damn, so rewards the hardworking and punishes the lazy ones, damn. She has two faces and is heavily intertwined with nature in her realm and everything is a bit different and nature communicates directly with its inhabitants. And the manner of Frau Holle is treating the girls could be connected to nature itself. So Frau Holle always tries to, 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 to be the same to these girls, but one at the end was rewarded and the other one was not. Because nature, if you look at it from a view of the Middle Ages, is always fair. It still is. <laughs> if you work hard on the field, Mother Nature will reward you with grain and vegetables. But if you are lazy, nothing will be gifted to you. If you treat Mother Nature well, she will provide for you. But if you are lazy or treat her bad, you will still feel her wrath. So in this fairy tale, there are a lot of metaphors like the spindle that the girl washed at the well is actually an aspect of the Norns, for example. These are wise women of the Nordic mythology that spins the fate of the living. And these three wise women are also known in different European cultures. I think in Greek, in, in Egypt, no, not in Egypt, in Greek, in German and in, in North Europe, North Europe. <clears throat> and as I said, these are wise, these are wise women and they could also be called upon for prophecies. And another goddess that is associated with magic and nature and fortune-telling is actually the Nordic goddess Freya. So, so she also, she's also connected to another realm, like Frau Holle, because she's not an Aesir goddess, but a Vanir goddess. So she's not from the race of gods, for example, like Odin or Thor. She is from a totally different race of gods. Also, the fact that Frau Holle can make it snow or is responsible for the snow is also an indicator for an association with Freya because the Vania gods are gods of nature and the father of Freya is called Njord, which is responsible for the weather, especially for rain. So it's not far-fetched to assume that Freya could also possess <clears throat> similar powers like her father. And I told you that Pechter often is described with a beak-like nose well, Freya has a cape in her possession that lets her transform into a hawk, and Loki landed from her in one of his adventures. Ah, my my voice is, is cracking on me, I'm so sorry. Mm. <clears throat> Let's continue <clears throat> with with different 
female goddesses all around Europe. <laughs> because another aspect that is highlighted in this fairy tale is that Frau Holle also has two faces like Pechta, which has the ugly side and a beautiful side. Like the girls that visit Frau Holle, which had on the one hand a beautiful character and on the other hand a nasty one. And so does Frau Holle react to them with punishment or with a gift? I talked about Hel, the Nordic goddess that has Nordic goddess that has also two sides. She is the ruler of another realm. It's called Helheim, and it's the realm of the dead. She's the daughter of Loki and was born with a split face. <clears throat> on the one side, she's beautiful and white of color, and on the other side, she is corrupted and dark blue. But she isn't an evil goddess by any means. She's a very just goddess. She rules over the dead and gives them a place to stay for eternity. There is a motherly aspect about her even, even though she was cast away by her family, the gods, because they mistrusted her. If you misbehave in her realm that she was ordered to rule over, you will face her wrath. So that's about the different um, aspects of the of the of the um, fairy tale. So let's continue our journey through Germany. We were at south in South Germany, where this entity is called Die Pechta. Then we were in Central Germany, where it's where she's called Frau Holle. It's always the same character. And in North North Germany, or even to 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 the border to Denmark, she has a different name again. There she is called Frau Gode, so the good, or Frau Wode, so Lady Wode, which leads to a connection with the Allfather Odin, because Odin in Germanic was called Wodan. And so Frau Wode is the wife of Wode, another word or other name given to Wodan or Wotan. And to top it all off. She's also called, I think in Denmark or to the border of Denmark, she's called Frau Fricke, which then underlines the connection to why to the wife of Odin, the mother goddess of the Nord Nordic mythology Frigga. So it's not spoken with CK but with GG, and that's the real name of the of the Nordic goddess Frigga. Frigga is the mother of Thor and Baldur, and it, it depends on which sagas you're reading many more of the gods. She is the warden of the home and can be kind but also vengeful. In the fairy tale we talked about Frau Holle's association with winter and snow and that is also true for Frigga actually because every December normally at the 21st is the longest night of the year and this date marks the beginning of a dark and mystical time especially for the ancient Germanic tribes and modern heathens as well. It's called the Raunechte, or in English, the Twelfth Tide. I don't know if this is the right translation, but Raunechte just means the Hawfrost Nights. The idea, or the legends behind these nights, is that the calendar and the moon phases have leave a small gap, because a year has 354 days, and the moon circle has around, has around about 342 because the moon cycle has, on average, 29.5 days in it. This leads to a gap of round about 12 days. And in these days, especially in the medieval times, nobody would work or go out. 
nobody would visit friends or family or e and even in the modern times i remember my my grandma wouldn't hang out clothes to dry at this time in these nights you would normally ward off your home from bad spirits through burning incense like smudge sticks and farmers would lock their kettles out of fear they could be attacked by these evil spirits and <clears throat> You would have a lot of time to look into yourself and make plans for the next year. <laughs> so why am I telling you this? Well, Frigga is one of the most important goddesses in these times of the Hallfrost Nights. And she's one of the figures that would lead the Wild Hunt. The Wild Hunt is one of the reasons why you should leave your home at this time. Because it is told that a ghostly or spiritual army would ransack the land and would bring change with them. I'm going to stop right here because I will make a dedicated episode for this um, next week or in two weeks. And there we will talk about the Horfrost Knights and the Wild Hunt in, yeah, in, in depth. So back to the topic. I could go on and on about other female goddesses that fits in this picture like even Roman or Greek goddesses. But I think we should come to my conclusion and why am I telling you all about this. So my visit to Berchtesgaden garden led me literally on a wild hunt to the origin of the mother goddess of central europe this area up in the mountains that i love so much is actually called after a powerful nature goddess it's her garden that she protects and cares for and that rabbit hole that i've fallen into strengthened one of my theories i think that at one point in time there was a european or even global culture that worshipped a mother goddess, which combined all these aspects that I talked about, and many many more. This mother goddess that changed through the centuries by language and by culture, and some of her aspects became goddesses themselves. And these aspects became much more refined with every generation. And so from one goddess that combined all of the motherly aspects came Frigga, associated with the motherhood and the household. Freya, she is connected with love, lovemaking, witchery and fortune-telling and nature. Frau Holle and Pechter, so a character that is like a, like a, like a, like a lovely grandma, but also have resides in a different realm and this could actually lead to some kind of shamanistic aspect to them because Frau Holland and Perchter resides in another world in a world that is under us and they can make it snow on our realm and have connection to to make it snow you have to have some kind of connection to the sky so they have three realms that they are they are active in and this is always some kind of indicator that something shamanistic is behind them so they punishing the hard working and they judge or do harm to the to the misbehaving and i'm aware now that I'm not the first one who suggested something like this, so that there was a mother goddess in Europe at one time. Because even Jacob Grimm, 200 years ago, theorized something similar. 
and the research of today even underlines something like that. It is, very interest, it is a very interesting topic that will be researched and discussed for many generations to come. I, for myself, I wrote, uh, I, I read, uh, I read a lot about a lot of books and um, watched a lot of videos from people that are still researching about this topic. Like in German, we have Thomas Höfken, who is who is writing about this, and I think the most interesting book was from Erika Tim. She even made some kind of map that showed all the names of this entity we're talking about in in Central Europe. And there, this is where I learned about Fricke. And then I was like, no way. This is basically the same name as the mother goddess in yeah Northern mythology. But I digress. Um, I wanted to highlight one of the aspects of my script here. We live in a world where we are living separately from nature. We are not surviving in it anymore. We are just living and consuming and are just mere spectators that are watching as nature is exploited by companies for our livelihood. But in a time where on the one hand natural catastrophes are happening almost every week and on the other hand environmental consciousness is rising and people are starting to think about what they are consuming, maybe it's time to read again these old fairy tales and learn something new from them. Treat nature right and nature will treat you right. I would be very interested if some of these aspects are also common in goddesses in your culture and your religion. Please let me know via email at theblodcast at gmail.com or in the comments on YouTube or Instagram. I wish you a wonderful time and I will talk to you very, very soon. And as always, know that you're loved, you're able to love because you're love. Take care.